You're listening to The Human Upgrade with Dave Asprey. Formerly Bulletproof Radio. You're listening to The Human Upgrade with Dave Asprey. Today, we're going to talk about something that, frankly, is a little bit confusing to me. Since, geez, going back in time, 25, 30 years ago, I first started hearing about, well, all the weird stuff that wasn't supposed to work because antibiotics for 15 years didn't really work for the chronic sinus infections I had because I had all these health problems before I was 30, including weighing 300 pounds. So I, I tried all the normal stuff. And when I just ran out, and was like, if this isn't working, no matter how much I try, maybe there's something different. And I learned that many years ago, back when we all had raw milk, and it was something that was actually good for us because of the type of cows we had to industrialize the process. The problem was milk spoilage was a big issue. So one of the things people would do is they would drop a silver coin, you know, back when money meant something because it was backed by gold or silver. So you could get a silver coin and you could drop it into your milk and it would last longer. And it's like, well, why would they do that? Well, because silver does have antimicrobial effects. So does copper, actually. And so do different metals at different amounts and different particle sizes. And I got into this idea that, you know, maybe I could make my own silver. And there's all sorts of different silver things that actually do work. I've even tried with one very alternative practitioner, some intravenous silver particles. But what I learned over the time is that there are different particle sizes, different delivery things. Just like if you're taking something like glutathione, a compound I've talked about for years, for detoxing, if you just eat it, you digest it, you don't get any benefits. So it's like, how does it get into the body? Because how something gets in, the delivery system is part of what makes it work. So I want to revisit silver today because I've talked about it a few times over the years. And I've got Steve Ravelli on to talk about what he's doing specifically with silver. And because this is the land of the free, I'm carefully choosing which words I use and don't use to make sure that I'm in compliance with all of the necessary regulations about which types of free speech we can make or not make. Steve's background is in science and education. And believe it or not, he's a master's level official and international bobsled. So this is a guy who's been around the block. So today I want you to learn what is silver when it comes to biohacking? How do they use silver in the world of medicine? Because they actually do and have for more than 100 years. And how would you use silver topically or supplementally? So this is kind of the master class in using silver for biohacking. Everyone's talking about red light therapy beds and for good reason. There's a company called ARRC LED that's building an entirely new class of LED devices. ARRC LED beds integrate proprietary scanning technology and frequency protocols to shape the delivery of six different wavelengths in dose-optimized photobiomodulation. Yes, that's a lot of words. What it is, though, is that photobiomodulation improves the underlying energetics of the cells in your body. And those changes can benefit nearly every tissue and organ and system in your body. You change your cells and you change your life. For more information, visit ARRCLED.com. What if there was a way to level up your energy, get rid of stress, and take more control of your body? Welcome to Quantum Upgrade. This is a new technology that taps into quantum energy to help you feel amazing. 
Quantum Upgrade has a lot of different products that help protect you from EMF and help activate your body's natural healing abilities. You can expect better sleep, more resilience, less stress, and better blood flow. The cool thing about Quantum Upgrade is that the products are backed by a lot of heavy-duty scientific studies, and there's a new measurable upgrade. You can now use Quantum Upgrade to increase your consciousness levels between 1,400 and 2,200 on the Hawkins map of consciousness. If you don't know what that means, do some research because it's impressive, it's fun to learn about, and it's something that I've come to understand. Ready to try Quantum Upgrade? Visit quantumupgrade.io slash Dave for a seven-day free trial. Steve, are you ready to go? Yes. Yeah, certainly. All right. Let's do this. You work for American Biotech Labs, which is a product that I have here in the house. And you make something called AG404. Correct. Yeah, that's okay. What's special about this versus rubbing silver dollars on my eyeballs or something? Well, (laughs) you know, and, and silver actually has a great history. It goes way back to even medieval times. A lot of the people back then would say, well, he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. That's an old adage and sometimes Mm -hmm. it's used today. Well, it turns out back in the day that the royals, the lords, and the people who were in charge had silver silverware. You know, we call it silverware now, but it's made out of stainless steel. But back then it was silver. And so they got a daily dose of silver every day. And it turns out that they were much more healthy than the peasants who were eating with wood. And because silver does have the ability to inhibit growth of pathogens for sure. So that's kind of, you know, the history of silver, it's been long known. But yes, I work for American Biotech Labs. Um, My division is ABL Manufacturing. So we actually manufacture the silver particles. And it is a miracle particle. It really is. It is just not AG404 or tetrasilver tetroxide. That is a highly antimicrobial part of the product. That's true. But the miracle particle itself is actually a pure silver core particle. And around it is this AG404 coating that is attached to it, very strongly attached to it. It doesn't leave it, in fact. So you're manufacturing a particle out of silver. So there's silver. What is the AG404 part around it, and why does it matter? Well, the AG404 part is the part that's antimicrobial. And the reason why AG404... Or silver actually is itself is antimicrobial is because it actually has a silver oxide. And that's why AG4O4 is a silver oxide coating. And what that silver oxide coating does is it steals electrons. You know, I'm a chemist. So going to a little bit of the chemistry here, the AGs or the silver part of that, that complex is missing electrons. And it turns out that one of the silvers is actually sitting at a plus one stage. Now, that plus one stage means that that silver atom has lost one electron. The other silver in that complex is at a plus three. It's lost three electrons. Well, every atom in the world wants its electrons back. You steal an electron, it's going to want it back. And so it will get it back any way it possibly can. And so the antimicrobial part of that is that If a microbe or a pathogen happens to bump into one of these silver particles, it will, this silver will steal the electrons away from that microbe. And it turns out that we're all held together by electrons anyway, by covalent bonds. And so it will basically disassemble that microbe and inhibit the growth of it. 
How does it do that to microbes without doing it to red blood cells, you know, important parts of our bodies? <laughs> that's, that's a very good question. Yeah, so otherwise, we'd be drinking Clorox because Clorox kills bacteria. Right? Yeah. That would obviously be bad. Some people do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have to run for office for that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but anyway, it turns out that there's two types of basic cells in the world. There's eukaryotes, and we are a eukaryotic cell, which we have you know, a very complicated cell structure. And then there's the other types, which are the lower form. We'll call it the lower form or these, these microbes. They have a different cell structure. And it turns out that their cells are actually quite fragile in comparison to our cells. Now, it does turn out that if you have a high enough concentration of anything, it's going to become cytotoxic to cells. And that's a very important you know, note that I want to make here is that our silver particles are at a low concentration not to be cytotoxic to our cells as well as probiotics. Because probiotic cells, yeah, they're the same type of cells as those other micro, the pathogens, but they're different. I was going to ask you about that because I've definitely had some functional medicine practitioners say, well, you know, use silver. And I've actually had the American Biotech Silver recommended by at least seven different functional medicine practitioners, like it seems like it's, I'm going to call it the gold standard, but it should be the silver standard. Right. But, and I, I've you know, tried all kinds of stuff, uh, including making my own many years ago, which is probably not a good idea for, well, you could dye yourself blue like a Smurf if you do that. So what's happening with this though is for some reason, our healthy probiotics, which are single-celled organisms, they're silver resistant, but the bad guys are not silver resistant. Well, that's interesting because, you know, the other type of cell is called a prokaryotic cell. Right. So these prokaryotic cells, and people don't understand this. You know, I'm a science nerd. I'm a student of all sciences. I was actually an educator, retired now, but I was certified to teach every science there was to teach because I love science. And what people don't understand about prokaryotic cells, about, you know, bacteria and fungus and molds and everything else, is they are vastly different from each other. Mm -hmm. For example, uh, if you take a really bad bacteria called Clostridium botulinum. Guess what it makes? Botulism. Yep. Very bad, right? But if you take a cell like Staph epididymis, which is not a pathogen, you know, it's kind of it's on our skin, it's part of our biome, you know, that's on our skin. Yep. Those bacteria are as different from each other as like, say, we would be from a giraffe. They're wow, that from different. a giraffe? Yeah. So if you okay, compare so, so us, very to, very different. But actually, we're ninety five percent the same as giraffes anyway, from a cell perspective. Exactly, we're all mammals, right? right? But we are that different where you wouldn't probably treat you know a giraffe the same way in medicine that you would treat a you know a human. And it's the same way with these bacteria. So pathogenic bacteria are actually very very fragile prokaryotic cells, whereas your probiotics they're not as fragile. They're pretty hardy, and so mm -hmm. they can withstand. You know, that's the point I want to make about especially silver in this case here is we've done the studies and the studies say that if you take a cell, a, you know, a, a probiotic cell and you expose it to more than 40 parts per million, it will cause problems with that probiotic cell. And so that's why our product does what it does within that range below the 40 parts per million. So your research shows you take the American Biotech the AG404, um, which is an oxidized silver particle, like specifically just designed with the size of particle as well, under 40 parts per million, 
you put that even in your stomach and your GI tract, it's going to take out a lot of the pathogenic guys and it's going to leave the other guys intact. But if you, okay. If yeah, you, that's correct. But here's a question, 40 parts per million, but if I drink a liter of water with it, then it's no longer 40 parts per million. It's actually a tiny fraction. So how does that work? Well, and again, it is a tiny fraction, you know, and that's, I've seen products on the internet that kind of scare me. I saw one the other day that was 20,000 parts per million. And I'm going, oh, I would never put that much silver into my body whatsoever anyway. And it turns out that we've had and done the testing on it, that we've had, you know, very good success with even five, with even actually one part per million of our silver particles. And so it doesn't need to be ramped up. You know, the American way is more is better, but it's not true in a lot of ways, especially when it comes to treatments. When it comes to censorship, clearly more is better. I, for one, support our new AI robotic overlords. Just wanted to make that. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) All right. What if there was a way to feel younger for longer? Well, there is. Your body needs something called the NAD plus molecule to help you age well. When you're young, your body makes a lot of NAD plus, and that helps you make energy. It helps you keep your DNA healthy, absorb nutrients well, and it protects your cells from stress. But once you hit about 30, your NAD plus levels start to drop. The good news is that longevity scientists have found some things that can help, like niacin, niacinamide, and niagen. They help your body make more NAD plus even as you age. All three of these are in an amazing formula called Qualia NAD plus. Check out Qualia NAD plus risk-free for up to 100 days at neurohacker.com slash Dave15 to save an extra 15%. That's neurohacker.com slash Dave15, Qualia NAD+. It's what I use. So you do something else. You make nanoparticles. And guys, earlier I talked about delivery systems. And one of the analogies that I like to make when I'm talking about, say, the things I used to believe when I was a raw vegan, and it made me really sick, it was, well, I'm I'm getting minerals because the minerals are in the plants. And it's sort of like the people would smuggle heroin. They'd put heroin inside condoms and they swallow it. And like, I, ha- I'm, I have a pound of heroin. I'm not even high. Well, it's because it wasn't bioavailable because there was a barrier in there. So when you take any supplement or even any food, right? If you were to take you know, a piece of fruit and swallow it like a pill without chewing it, it's going to be less bioavailable than if you chewed it. So cooking makes things more or less bioavailable. So it's the same with supplements. And in the case of what you're doing with American Biotech, you're making extremely small particles. And the cool thing about small particles that I know is they can penetrate cell membranes easily, but larger particles will get kept out of, say, the blood-brain barrier and things like that. So what size nanoparticle are you using? How do you do it? And why is it special? The size of nanoparticle is very, very important. I'm, you know, again, a cell biologist as well. And so I know what can get in and what can get through the cell membrane. And so our particle is between 5 and 15 nanometers, which is in the low end of what we call a colloid. Remember, a colloid is something that is truly suspended, but it's not dissolved into a solvent, which the solvent is usually purified water. And so our particle is on the low end of that. By definition, a colloid is between 5 and 100 nanometers in diameter of a particle. Other than that, it tends to gravitate. Gravity grabs a hold of it, pulls it out of suspension. So our particles on the low end of that, between 5 and 15 nanometers. And it turns out that that is an ideal size for that particle to be absorbed 
through the mucosa, especially in the oral cavity and in the esophagus. That's where most of our nanoparticles are absorbed. And so what we tell our clients and customers is to put that dosage, one teaspoon, uh, three times a day, into your mouth and hold it there as long as you possibly can. Gargle with it if you want to, you know, and then swallow it because most of the particles have been absorbed by that. Okay. So what about nasal use? This is something that, that I do when I fly sometimes. I'll put it in my nasal spray. So how would you use the American Biologics stuff nasally? Well, according to our regulatory body, which you have mm-hmm. to discuss, that we are not allowed to put it into any mucosal space in the body as well. Oh, yeah, I understand. Um, but, the good thing is that regulations don't actually apply to free humans. That is so very true. I can take a nanoparticle silver of my choice and I can add it to my xylitol-based nasal spray, maybe with or without Lugol's iodine. And then I can look at all the research that shows that the iodine alone would kill a large percentage of things via a different pathway than the silver. But I've never been able to ask someone, if someone were to add iodine and silver together, is it going to work or is it not going to work? Well, I can tell you this, that the only thing that our silver particle has issues with is high, and I want to make sure you understand that, high concentration of salt. Of Uh, salt, okay. Of, yeah. And above isotonic? Above isotonic. Okay. Above isotonic. So, so what you could do if you just wanted to take care of your own health is you could get, and isotonic basically means the same amount of salt that's in your blood. Right. Right. So Normal it's not saline. higher or lower. And you could buy any of the saline nasal sprays available. You could make your own. In that case, you have to use purified, sterilized water because tap water actually has stuff in it that's not good. And then you would add the silver biotics to it. And when you did that, you would have topical silver. But of course, you're not recommending that because that would be wrong. Well, I can tell you this. I know that from phone calls into our office and things like that, of people have used our product off-label in a variety of, of ways. And we have had no complaints and we've had no adverse mm. reactions reported to us, no matter how they've used it off It's always frustrating to me when people use knowledge to improve their health without permission. I share your distress over this. Yes, it is quite distressful. <laughs> but the product, it, it does work. You know, like I said, we've had no complaints and no adverse reactions. And we know from people calling in that they've used it in a variety of different ways. Got it. So this is a way that I use it. And I learned that actually from a couple of different functional medicine doctors over the years who just said, you know, Dave, if you're getting these chronic sinus things when you fly, I very, very rarely get sick. And when I do, it's almost always a really bad mold exposure or when I didn't bring the stuff that I use, which makes a difference for me. And I, I am still subject to, we'll say, chronic sinusitis if I don't take care of myself. So I eat something I'm sensitive to I'm in a moldy environment, I don't get enough sleep, then I'm going to start feeling something and then I know what to do. And I've published lots of stuff about the sinus rinse and all that. But I do recommend that you consider using (laughs) silver nanoparticles in ways that improve your health. And you guys can probably hear what I'm saying. And it's very interesting. And you should take note that even in podcasts that we're now starting to speak like we're in some sort of 
bizarre alternate reality. Uh, don't worry, stick with the show. I am not actually in that reality. I'm just visiting for a little while for the purposes of this interview. All right. So if people are having dysbiosis, in other words, you're having room clearing gas, you know you have digestive problems, what's a typical regimen? Because you're allowed to use it for that. Absolutely. Our recommendation for the immune support is uh, one teaspoon three times a day. And by EPA standards, we know that that's far, far below the toxicity limit of intake of silver, you know, as well. But that's our recommended dosage. And as an immune support, and that's what, you know, a topic that we can kind of get into as well is what does immune support mean? What our product does and what silver particles do is they actually take care of that bio load. We all have pathogens in our bodies right now. And they're just waiting. They're opportunistic you know, pathogens waiting for to cause a disease. And so what our product does is it takes care of that bio load so the immune system can do what it's supposed to do and not be hindered by taking care of the bio load by itself. That's what the immune support of our product does. There's also a lot of topical use. And some human skin types carry a lot more bacteria than others. So if you're listening to this and you're the person who gets a mosquito bite, it gets infected. You scratch your skin, it gets infected. You know where the neosporin is, most likely. And there's other people, they get the same scratch and it just goes away. How did you do that? And my former wife, uh, Dr. Lana, explained that to me. As an ER doctor, Like they, they know there's some people like you're just going to have to treat that. And what I found is I don't really need to use the neosporin if I have access to silver biotic, which is the topical stuff that you guys make. So if I get a scratch, I actually just smear some on there because nine times out of 10, I'll get a mild skin infection. It's annoying, but it's just like the way my body's built. What is the best silver biotic formulation for people who have that problem of just you know mild skin infections or irritation? You get a scrape and you know it's going to turn red and get all gross. Yeah, we have a silver biotic silver gel that's made for topical. And it's, it's cosmetic, but I want to kind of, you know, let everybody know that we take that same silver particle under a different formulation, and it's called ASAP OTC, and it actually has a 510K FDA cleared set of claims that we can make. We can make it for cuts, lacerations, abrasions, burns, surgical sites, and it will be antimicrobial and antibacterial at that point with that product. So it's a little different formulation, but it's the same silver nanoparticles that we can make FDA claims on it. It's interesting that people listening still value FDA claims because the FDA, most of what they claim is actually not reality-based from what I've seen so far the tens of billions of dollars of FDA-approved drugs, the fines for companies selling these drugs, and things like that. <laughs> like, well, I wonder what, you're, what you guys are doing over there. But in the meantime, for us to be able to freely discuss it, it, it's very helpful to have that. And one thing that I think a lot of listeners don't know about is how long has silver been used in the most severe burn ward cases? Well, there's a product called silver sulfadiazinine. Mm-hmm. And that product has been in hospital pharmacies for decades. Like probably 70 plus years, I would guess. We've known if you use silver, because when you burn half the skin off your body, you're probably going to die because of infection. And they're like, oh, that's weird. We use silver and then people live. Huh, like who would have thought? And these days they actually have this new technology where they can take stem cells 
in the equivalent of an airbrush. And it can spray stem cells and you grow skin back, but not if you have an infection. So there's this long history of silver. Like you said, going back to medieval times, and it's kind of ridiculous that anyone on earth thinks that they have a right to tell you when you can and can't use something that we've used for thousands of years as a species. That's not my, uh, that's not my world. Even, even with infants and neonates, they used to put silver in neonates and newborns' eyes after birth. And that was actually mandatory for years and years and years. It's interesting. This is something that drives me nuts. So I wrote, my first book was on fertility and childbirth. It's called The Better Baby Book. And there's hundreds and hundreds of babies who probably wouldn't have been born without that book. But one of the things that I learned in the course of being a dad, I delivered both my own kids at home uh, with appropriate care in place. And it was a, a beautiful, sacred experience. But when you go to the hospital, especially in California, it is required by law that they put, now it's not silver anymore. It's an antibiotic ointment in the baby's eyes in case mom has active gonorrhea. Now, if you don't have that, or it might be syphilis, I could have the STD wrong, but whatever the thing is, if you don't have that and you do it to the baby, the baby can't see mom's eyes. So what's more important, protecting the baby from something you don't have or allowing that first gaze to work right. I think the first gaze is more important and that's why I choose to do that. And if someone disagrees with my choice, well, they don't actually have any say because that's my decision, right? So um, I would say if it was a clear silver drop and mom had an infection, that, okay, fine, you can see through that. But if it's a greasy chemical-based ointment that a regulator said you would have Sorry, that was not within the scope of the regulation. So you don't have to choose that. You can actually say, no ointment in the baby's eyes, please. And then you can opt out of that. So there's a lot of, a lot of stuff like that going on. I, I think we need to fix it. But would I be okay with silver drops? Sure. Especially if there was actual risk, which there probably isn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah and to kind of circle back a little bit, silver biotics does have what we call a vertical sprayer. A vertical sprayer? Yes. What does that do? It is a sprayer that is very similar to a nasal sprayer, but it is a vertical sprayer that you can spray that dosage into your mouth and not have to take a teaspoon. Mm, that's really useful. So you could put it in your mouth and spray it vertically, yes. right? And if you slipped and it accidentally made it into your nasal cavities, that would be an off-label use that's not allowed, right? That is correct. Okay, guys, make sure that when using the vertical sprayer in your mouth, it doesn't go into your nose. Oh, wait. Okay, I'm just not even going to finish that sentence. But anyway, you guys understand how that works. And I, when I travel, I am definitely a fan of doing this because I'm highly resilient. Like I, I travel a ridiculous amount of the time and I've been on so many flights, like probably way more than a thousand at this point. And if you don't take steps to be resilient, <laughs> the odds are you're going to have a problem. When I started flying like this, I was in my mid-20s and I was the only guy at the company where I worked. This is one of the tech companies that held Google's first servers when Google was two guys and two computers. We took them and Hotmail and Facebook and all those guys got started in our data centers. I was a, a co-founder of the professional services group there. So I'd fly all over the country and I'd get sick. 
every single time I flew. And then when you get sick, you get critical brain fog. And I, I was the guy who would like go give a keynote because no one wanted to do it. And I did it over and over. And I finally just developed this whole protocol to make sure I didn't get sick. And now I, I just don't have to do all of that. But one of the things that has survived is I do use a nasal spray, right? And I like to have saline in it because it keeps you from getting cracks in your uh, in your sinuses. And I do sometimes accidentally spill silver particles, silver nanoparticles into it. And I think that's uh, uh, something that's been of benefit to me over time. Um, there's other times when I might have taken a topical silver nanoparticle gel and just smeared it right inside my sinuses at the instructions of a doctor, actually. And I've also found benefits from that. So um, if you're going, Dave, why are you talking like that? Well, you'll just have to ask yourself, maybe there's a reason. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we have just kind of recently kind of reformulated our uh, silver wound gel. And so you might want to check that out as well. Oh, neat. All right, I'm going to order some. Uh, yeah, I haven't we- seen the new stuff yet. I still have, it's, it's blue, the thing, right? The uh, container? It's not blue anymore. I think we have new packaging and everything else for their new wound gel. But we've reformulated it and have dressed it up a little bit, updated the formulation. And so it's it's a great, great product. All right. I will order some. And I know you probably give us a code. I didn't even check. There you go, guys. Here is silverbiotics.com. Use code Dave, 30% off. So I, I ask anyone who comes on the show to talk about their stuff. Like, look, give a discount for people listening to the show. So I know I've trained you guys to expect that. And I've also trained guests to say, you got to give something back because people are willing to spend an hour listening to our conversation. We have to give them good information and you got to give them a discount. So that was actually a fat discount. Thank you. Silverbiotics.com, code Dave. So I'm going to go there and order some myself because I know that my, well, my blue one is probably an older one. So I've got to get the new formula. Okay, let's talk about cosmetic use. Yeah, cosmetic use, silver biotics. I'm a retired educator. I retired about seven years from teaching and came to work full-time for the company. Um, I've actually been kind of neighbors with the founders of the company for about 20 years. Oh, wow. And that's how I kind of got invested with the silver products anyway. But before that, I had no idea that silver products even existed. Anyway, so since then, I've been formulating new products, new cosmetics. So we have a full range of uh, health creams, uh, of healthcare creams, which I have a, have the same silver nanoparticles in it. It has the same properties as the silver gel, but it's in a cream with, we have different uh, scents. We have a lavender scent and a grapefruit scent and more scents are coming. But we also have a facial serum, uh, which contains basically three ingredients. It has silver nanoparticles in it. It has hyaluronic acid and a little bit of glycerin for moisturizing purposes. And so we have those cosmetics available, which are great products. Got it. And just to be clear, it's silverbiotic or biotics.com? Silverbiotics. With an S. Okay. Yeah, silverbiotic. Silverbiotics.com, code Dave. There we go. I found it. And there's the blue bottle I was looking for. That's the bottle, though, not the tube. All right. I am actually going to get some of the topical stuff to play around with it because it's your new one. Um, yeah, it is new packaging. Cool. I love it. So what about wrinkles? What about acne? Uh, what about just making your face look good? Um, what do we know about silver and that? Or is there nothing going on there? Well, there is. You know, it's the same properties as immune support. Again, bacteria, microbes, molds, yeasts on, on the skin as well. They're just opportunistic waiting to cause a problem. 
And so we do take care of that bioload of the pathogens on the surface of the skin as well as inside the body. And so we support the immune system that way. For example, if you get a cut, if you get a scrape, what's happening here? The epidermis has been scraped off. Well, the epidermis is a layering of cells that are dead on top and alive on the bottom. But if you scrape all those dead cells away, you provide a food source for those microbes. And that's called an infection. And mm-hmm. so what the, what the silver nanoparticles do is they basically, they take care of those pathogens so the skin can heal like it's supposed to heal. Got it. You have the new anti-aging facial serum and you have skin cream unscented. I'm a guy, which means I'm lazy. And if I wanted to smear this stuff on my face to make my face healthier, which one would be the one to use? The one, if you're a guy, probably the unscented. Unless you like lavender or grapefruit. Uh, it would be the skin cream though, not the anti-aging serum. Like what is the difference between oh, the two? Well, the serum is has hyaluronic acid in it. So okay, what it does it. is it plumps the skin like hyaluronic acid serums do and uh, it takes care of fine lines and wrinkles. Okay, cool. So hyaluronic acid is also a component of collagen. Guys, you know, I turned collagen into a billion dollar industry over the last dozen years of talking about it. And uh, one of the things that helps with joints, helps with wrinkles, is you actually have more hyaluronic acid in the body. When you get a filler in your face, if you do that, it's made out of hyaluronic acid. Yeah, and our skin creams <laughs> do have a small percentage of hyaluronic acid as well. But if you want that really high percentage of hyaluronic acid, facial serum is a product that you want. Okay, good deal. So that's how you would pick those, pick those things. So I am definitely getting a, a refresh because I know I have a bottle of the silver on my bathroom counter. <laughs> so I hadn't looked at the newest formulation for the gel. So I will pick that up. What else should we know about silver? Like, like what are the things that you want to say that maybe you haven't really talked about before? It's okay to hypothesize here if there's some things where you're saying, well, we, we see this clinically but we don't have a double blind trial. It's weird how clinical evidence, you know, what doctors see in patients is a form of evidence that's oftentimes more useful than clinical trials that are funded by people with a prepaid outcome. For example, uh, we can talk about antibiotic resistance. Oh, let's. That, that's kind of a big topic out there because there's some nasty bugs out there. You know, MRSA and VRE, those are the fancy letters for very, very bad bacteria that have become antibiotic resistant because it turns out that those antibiotics, antibiotics in there, you know, the whatever the kinds of penicillins, the sulfas, whatever, they become part of the bacteria's metabolism. And so when those bacteria try and metabolize those, it basically destroys them. But guess what? Life is smart. And so the bacteria basically evolve a way to metabolize around those antibiotics. And so the antibiotics do not inhibit the growth of them anymore. Well, Mm. great thing about silver is there is no known antibiotic resistance to the silver nanoparticles. It just inhibits the growth no matter what bug it is, no matter what microbial agent it is, it inhibits the growth either directly or indirectly. It's called modes of action. Turns out that bacteria sometimes are not very smart. So they see something and they'll bring it in. 
Well, it turns out when they bring the silver nanoparticles inside them, the silver actually will tie up a lot of the proteins and even the DNA replication to inhibit the growth of that organism. Have you looked at using this in agriculture? It seems like these evil companies that are making industrial beef meat products or chickens where they're adding huge amounts of antibiotics to the feed, what would happen if they just added some silver biotics instead? You know, we have a whole pet line with the silver biotics. It's called Pet Vet. And so we have an immune supplement for pets, animals, as well as wound care for animals as well. And it turns out that the studies that we've done on it, the scientific studies we've done on it, basically tell us that it works the same for those animals as it does for us. Okay. I like that. I mean, do you have an industrial agriculture operation? I mean, are there small farmers out there or you know, larger farmers who could start using this with cattle and chickens? Because I'm just tired of people destroying the soil with glyphosate and with antibiotic overuse. Like This is affecting all life on the planet. We have to biohack that now. It is. It is. There's no question because those chemicals are long lived in the environment, it turns out. And, you know, what happens when it rains? Well, it washes all that down to the streams where the streams are drinking water. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's a big issue. And we've had some people try it with different agriculture and they've been successful with it as well. And are you guys providing that to them or? Yeah. Okay, yeah, good deal. Yeah. So, we can, so there's, so you could can. have small farmers or larger farmers could reach out and talk about this. Is it cost effective compared to large truckloads of antibiotics that they're putting in our alleged food? Yes. Yeah, it's very okay. cost effective. So they could save money. They can still have similar or better results than using basically big pharma antibiotics in our food. So this is one of those other things. That's why you support small farmers as well, because they're the ones who would be likely to do this. Small farmers are worried about did the animal thrive? Is it healthy, right? And then it's funny, when their animals are healthy, you're healthy. And when their animals are not healthy, when you eat those animals, you're not healthy. And the soil made by those animals isn't healthy, which means the plants made by those animals aren't healthy. So I'm a huge fan of replacing antibiotics wherever we can. And silver is one of those, like, wow, fundamental things that I'm a real believer in. And I do believe particle size matters. You may get results making your own silver particles electrically. I did that many years ago, but it comes with a silver toxicity risk. And that is a real thing. But if there was a zombie apocalypse, would I want a nine volt battery and a piece of silver? Actually, yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, I'll take my silver biotic because <laughs> it works way better without all the risk. So there's the, the biohacking short take on, uh, on silver and how that works. Yeah, for sure. You know, and that's kind of one thing I want to go over a little bit is, you know, kind of how how safe that our particle is. Our product actually goes in the body and it comes out of the body within usually 24 to 74 hours, depending on the body type. I give that range out there because we've had clinical trials with human ingestion studies that it's cleared out of the body in 24 hours and some patients it clears out up to 72 hours, you know, depending on the testing. So we can give that range. The problem is, is with what we call your ionic silver products, stuff that you make in the garage with a mm-hmm. battery, it's ionic. It's pure ionic. There's no silver nanoparticles there. Mm-hmm. It is just single silver atoms that have lost an electron. They're AG+. They're not well, oxidized. You're right. And the problem is that those tend to stick around in the body. Yeah. And if there's a large enough concentration, it turns out that they get deposited in the adipose tissue of the dermis. 
it's actually toxic metal at those levels. It is, yeah. And yeah. you know, the, the EPA supports those, what they call those LD50s. But it turns out that it's not necessarily super toxic because it does get trapped in the adipose tissue. But the problem then is, is you go out in the sunlight and now you're a photographic film and it, the silver gets reduced to a gray-black and you turn kind of a blue color. It's called Algeria. Yep. There was a guy who ran for office a while back who was blue, kind of like when you watch the X-Men, what's the guy's name, Beast, the blue professor. He kind of looked like that, but without all the muscles. And it's like, yeah, you know, I took too much silver a long time ago. So this is why I actually don't use silver that's electrically generated like that. But I would if I was really sick and there was no other choice. Because it would work, but there's that risk. And, you know, being blue is not my my look. (laughs) So... Like, I want you guys to understand that, like, different types of silver do different things. And nanoparticles here with clinical studies backing them up at the right concentrations, it really does appear to be a real biohack. And the fact that regulators are uncomfortable with it usually means that it's competing with a more profitable line of business. And since silver has been around for thousands of years, it's hard to patent it. But I think you guys do have some protections because of the, your nanoparticle size and the way you're oxidizing it. Like, is this patent protected? It is patent protected. Yeah, okay. we do have, I think we have about 30 patents on our products right now. Okay, there you go. So guys, it turns out there's all these little interesting pathways you can go down in biohack and go, well, what's going on? But the deal is if your gut's working perfectly, you have no skin issues and you never get sick, is this where you want to invest your first biohacking dollar? I don't know. Like maybe you want to take a nootropic and and that's okay. I do find though that a huge number of people don't understand that inside your sinuses is right next to your brain. And when you have a bacterial growth there, those bacteria make something called endotoxins. And endotoxins are internally generated toxins. Uh, They're called lipopolysaccharides for the most part. These are also made by bad bacteria in your gut. But when you make lipopolysaccharides in the sinuses right next to the brain, they are a source of brain fog. If you're exposed to toxic mold, you tend to make more aggressive types of lipopolysaccharides. But having sinuses that are clean is something that makes your brain work better. So even if you're thinking, I don't really have much of a problem, I just cough up some gunk every now and then. Strangely enough, having sinuses that don't have a bacterial burden is a really good thing. And this is one of the ways to do it. And the code again for you, it's 30% off. So you save money if this is the right biohack for you. It's code Dave and it's silverbiotics.com. And again, if it sounds cool, yes. If it doesn't sound like it's your thing, then don't. There's no pressure. You don't have to do every biohack on the planet. This is just a broad spectrum way to solve a bunch of different things. And it is something that I've had for, geez, seven or eight years in my medicine cabinet. And I, I think there's good evidence for it. We'll just put it that way. Thank you so much for sharing all of this information. It's great to be able to talk about it to the extent we get to talk about it. I'm looking forward to trying the new topical gel formula. I'm actually kind of excited because I'm just about out of the one that I have. I I don't use it every day. I just use it when I have a need for it. So yay, get to try something new. And I'm excited that we're, we're talking about something that's been happening for thousands of years and that you've got clinical trials that show that it works. So yet again, another ancient practice that now is scientifically backed. And it worked before it was scientifically backed. It's so weird how that works. You know, it's just amazing to me. And I'm a student of history as well. And humans 
we survived. We survived all kinds of things without technology. Well, how did we survive? Because we were able to, well, they, I should say, they were able to biohack their environment and get all the things they needed to survive. I mean, they lived, you know, 100 years. That ability to biohack the environment and find out what they used and how they used it, it's invaluable. It is invaluable. And our ancestors were the most successful biohackers. That's why they got to have children. <laughs> that's, that's what it comes down to. They're the ones who won. They're the ones who didn't die for whatever reason. And a large part of that was resilience and they built resilience. And strangely enough, those ancestors didn't need permission to do that. They just did it all on their own. Who would have thought? All right, guys, I'll see you on the next episode. Well, thank you for having me. I sure appreciate it. You're listening to The Human Upgrade with Dave Asprey. The Human Upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media. The Human Upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media.